Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are recapping our recent trip to Disneyland. Yes, we are. I'm excited to talk about it. This is episode two of our two-part recap from our trip to California. So if you did not listen to last week, go back and listen to that. We recap our trip to Universal Studios Hollywood, and more importantly, Super Nintendo World. So if you're interested in what Super Nintendo World has in store for you, some tips and tricks for navigating it. Go back and listen to last week's. This week, we're back to Disney, talking all about Disneyland, the original park. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about this, but you kind of feel it. You feel it. You do. You feel the history in there. It's a great park to visit, especially when the company's celebrating their 100th birthday. But before we get into that trip recap, I'm going to cover a few pieces of Disney news. Speaking of Disneyland, we just missed it by a couple weeks, but Rogers the Musical is going to be opening tomorrow, actually. So if you're listening to this on Monday, it is opening on Tuesday. And it's only running. So they talked about this being a limited time. I really hope this isn't true. But they say it's only running through August 31st. And it's only Tuesdays through Saturdays. So it's not Sunday or Monday, and it's it's ending August 31st. So it's basically only running two months, which I feel like is way too short a time unless they have some other incredible show to replace it with. Why not let this run longer? Because um, I really would like to see this. We're going to be going back in January for the Run Disney event, so I hope it gets extended that far. Um, but if you are going in the next couple months and you're there, you can get it. They do recommend getting a virtual queue. So it sounds like the virtual queue will open for the first two shows. And then uh, later in the day, there'll be a virtual queue for the later show. So anybody interested in going, you have a very limited amount of time to go see this. Yeah, I'm really disappointed in this because, again, you know, it is very rare that we go to Disneyland. Um, we don't go there as often. I definitely would call Disney World our home park. But we're going there you know, two times within relatively like close of each other, like within a year. Yeah. yeah. Within six a months year. Even. Yeah, yeah. Even six months. So you would think that if anything is going on in the park, we should have an opportunity to see it. So it's kind of like, it irks me to my bones a little bit that we're going, but we're missing it. My guess is because they had to spend a lot of money to, to make one of these shows. I mean, I, I imagine they're not just, you know, throwing this together with like cardboard and stuff. Like, this is a you know this show they they put on decent shows of of high production value at this theater, so it seems kind of odd that you would put all this money, develop all these songs, and just have a show run two months and then just be done with it. So my guess is it'll be premiering on Broadway. Is that what you're? No, going I'm for? not going to say that. My my what I'm thinking is is it will get extended. But what will happen is is it it seems like it's a limited time. The parks we've talked about recently have been slow. Bookings have been low, especially over Walt Disney World. It's a way to get people excited, especially locals in California, to get them to come to the parks over the next two months. Because if you think this is a new show, I only have two months to see it. I have to go. You're going to get a lot of people going in that amount of time. And then towards the end of August, they could easily say, due to unprecedented demand, we are going to (laughs) be extending the run of Rogers the Musical for another six months or for another year and then it allows more people to come and then it also gets you get a boost at the end when in six months or a year later it's like okay this is the final run of it and kind of get people coming back again so I I think it's a little bit of a marketing ploy Um, that or it's just really bad and so they think nobody's going to like it but (laughs) I don't think that's going to be the case I think it'll be I think it'll be good so that's that's my guess is late August we'll get unprecedented demand and it'll be extended. I really liked your phrasing there. I think it it sounds very PR-y, like, you know. We need to I think s- we need to save this because when the press release comes out, yeah, if they I, say that I called it. Yeah. That would be Joe Stradamus again. It would be. He hasn't been around in a while. He hasn't. All right. And then moving on to movie news, uh, Disney announced they are delaying a lot of their movies. So, you know, with the writer's strike, a lot of stuff's getting delayed. And and Disney does this. They always kind of list out very aggressive schedules for their movies anyways and they always end up getting pushed back Um, but avatar you know unsurprisingly is getting delayed again you know the second movie took like what 13 years to come out but after the first one i have no idea yeah the first one first one came out 2009 so yeah it, it took like 13 years so the third avatar movie is getting pushed back a year so it's supposed to come out in 2024 it's now coming out in 2025 the fourth one's not going to now come out until 2029, which I'm sure that'll get pushed back. 
And then the fifth one is not going to come out until 2031, which is a full 22 years after the first movie. This is going to be the longest like franchise ever, just because it takes them seven years to make these movies. Okay, so is this going to be like George R.R. R. Martin? Because I have to imagine that James Cameron, he's not a young buck anymore. I mean, he's not maybe, what do you think, he's in his 60s? Well, the thing is that they have the third one filmed. It's they're taking so long because he's, you know, at least if you want to believe what he's saying, he's pushing technology so far past what it can do today that they need an extra year for the technology to be where they need it to be. But that the movies essentially filmed because they had a lot of uh, younger actors in the second movie. So I believe they filmed like two and three back to back so that that way they were the same age. And now I know they didn't film four and five because they wanted to wait and see is anybody actually going to go see this movie before we invest, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars at this cost? But, um, but yeah, so I think th- three's done. It's just a matter of the technology catching up. But yeah, I don't know. Does this ever get finished? Who knows? Three could bomb, and then they never do four and five, or it'll be twenty fifty, and the fifth one will come out. My next question is: Which movie is longer, Avatar two: Way of Water, or the third Lord of the Rings? Because I think they both are pretty long i was gonna say by the fifth one it might be like a six hour movie <laughs> the, the way it's going so uh the other universe cinematic universe over at marvel they delayed uh their movies as well so they pushed a lot of their movies back um the the big ones i want to talk about are the avengers movies so avengers the kang dynasty got pushed back a year to may of 2026 and now avengers secret wars which is going to be wrapping up the multiversal saga is going to be pushed back till may of 2027 and i think that's interesting because just last year when they announced the whole multiversal saga and these avengers movies both of those movies were supposed to come out in the same year they were actually supposed to be out in 2025 so the kang dynasty was supposed to be out in may i believe and then secret wars was coming out i think like november but it was late 2025 so that's basically gotten pushed back a year and a half into 2027. And I actually think this is good news if you're a Marvel fan. So a lot of the the other movies, everything's getting pushed back again just because of the writer's strike, because of delays in production. But when they announced that they were going to have this thing wrapped up in 2025, that's only six years after Endgame. It was a very quick turnaround to expand the multiverse and, and build out a lot of these stories. And I know a lot of people had concerns, I did, that it was going to be too quick, that it wasn't going to be as good a payoff as Endgame. So I think now in 2027, that's going to be eight years. So, you know, Endgame was basically a decade. This is close to a decade. I think it gives them more breathing room to really focus on making good movies and not rushing to this big Avengers battle. Yeah, I think that they definitely need to get get themselves together because we started watching the Nick Fury show. Secret Invasion. Yeah. A lot of secrets going on in the With MCU tons lately. Tons of secrets. But that's the thing. Like, you know, I couldn't, like, I couldn't really engage with it. Like, I wasn't interested. So I'm hoping with this that they can find a way to make it not seem rushed, make it not yeah, seem it like more time of to the reset. same. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I mean, maybe it gets better, but I just, I don't know that I want to dedicate time to that whole series yeah i mean it it was it was crazy to think they were going to drop two avengers movies in one year anyways like i i never bought that to begin with and they quickly pushed that back that they were going to come out a year apart but they they need the time they need to build this out especially if they want to bring in more characters i i think this is good news star wars apparently they had movie dates announced i didn't know this i mean that we know they're going to make um a sequel featuring ray but i didn't ever I did not know that any of this stuff had dates, but apparently there was a Star Wars movie planned for December of 2025, and it's moving to May of 2026, which is kind of interesting because lately all the Star Wars movies have been coming out in December, really kind of dominating that Christmas holiday season, Um, but that's going to move back to May, and then they've added another one for December of 2026, so there's going to be two Star Wars movies in 2026. I don't know if... I assume one of those will be the ones with Ray and who knows what the other one will be because I feel like at any given time, there's about 15 star Wars movies uh, (laughs) happening from any number of directors. And then all of a sudden they're not happening. So we'll see. But 2026 seems to be the year of star Wars. They just are pulling Jedi mind tricks on us. Exactly. All right. So let's jump into our trip recap here. So again, we do not go to Disneyland very often. So we kind of see it. I feel like through a different lens from somebody that's like a local, we, 
come from a Disney World perspective. So there's definitely some pluses and minuses to Disneyland. Um, but let's talk about some of kind of like the general impressions of Disneyland. Again, coming from somebody that goes to Walt Disney World a lot. And just kind of a, a brief recap, we were there for three days. Mm-hmm. We did Park Hoppers uh, all three days. We did do Genie Plus one day. We will get to that um, later because that was something new for us. We've never used Genie Plus before, not even at Walt Disney World. Um, but we were there for, for three days, which is a, a good amount of time uh, at Disneyland with just the two parks. So I, I think first impressions, as soon as you walk into Disneyland, they had the characters out in their 100th anniversary outfits yep. immediately. And you immediately got that celebration as soon as you walked in. Yeah. They were not hidden away in a building somewhere where you had to know where they were and find them and things like that. They were out in the, the center part, like right at right, the end right of Main at, Street. Yeah, right after the uh, the train station. As exactly. As you walk in. So like, I mean, at the beginning of Main Street, I guess then. But they were, every single one of them, all of your, your main characters were out in their 100th anniversary. I will say, a little qualm with them. My boy Donald Duck was out. I got out of his line to go in with Chip and well, Dale. Well, no, you walked into his line. They said the line's cut off. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I didn't. And I like, didn't he'll be back in five minutes. And then you went to Chip and Dale that time. And then we never saw Donald well, again. I was dressed as Chip from the Rescue Rescue Rangers. And I had a Dale bat like lounge. It was Chip? Pl- yes, it was Chip. I can't tell them apart. So, <laughs> so I just I was, guess all the yeah, time. Yeah, I was, I was Disney bounding as Chip. So I wanted to make sure I, I made my way over there to see them. And of course, they had a cute interaction with me because and then we of that. we never saw Donald again. And Donald, was he never showed his feathery face again. I was concerned about him. We did see him in a parade later. So I was like, okay, Donald's still He's around. He's not being held hostage. Because he was the only one. It was really strange because it, it's nice. They, they're out there. Um, they do cut off the line, but it seems like maybe every like 10 or 15 minutes they go inside and then they come back out and they're in a different area. So they're not always in the same spot. They kind of rotate around, but Donald was never out. Like everybody yeah, else was out walking else. around. We were Pluto, trying to find Chippendale. Daisy was Daisy, out. Daisy, Yep. Not Donald. Nope. But yeah, but it's, it was, it was really nice having that. I think, you know, in general, the characters, and I think a lot of people are surprised by this. They're just out. Like yep. everybody's just walking around. They're not being, bombarded Cruella's just Cruella was her around. own handler yeah no and nobody was even and bothering actually her. wait Ari- wasn't Ariel wasn't Ariel Ariel was her own handler as well nobody I, was there was had there to be a her. cast member nearby but I told you I was like where are the cast members watching them but they're they're just out walking around well you, they were in the, they were in right the front to, of the park yeah so I'm wondering if maybe there's like security up there yeah. that kind of floats around but there but, weren't even like crazy crowds like you walked right up to Cruella and talked to her Pretty you much. could never do that in Walt Disney World. Pretty much. Also, so this is another thing. Coming from somebody from Disney World that goes to Disney World, their Cruella DeVille is on point. I don't think she's out very Disney often. Disney Lance is? Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's all, out very often in Disney World. She was definitely in like Marathon Weekend. I know I got my picture taken with her. And maybe because I was in a rush, I wasn't really paying attention. She's out all the time at Disneyland. But she's hilarious. Yeah, like she's, she's actually probably one of my favorite character meet and greets now. And I would have never thought that, but she's hilarious. So make sure if you do go to Disneyland or Disneyland is your home park, appreciate what you have. And she comes out before the Magic Happens Parade too for a little bit and kind of like, she's kind of like the hype man. I don't want to say she's like hyped up the crowd, but she interacts with the crowd as you're kind of waiting for Magic Happens. We'll, we'll talk about that parade in a little bit, but we were um, in front of the train station and she's out like before the parade and she's like, yes, it's me. Magic has happened. I'm here. Like she's, she kind of gets people excited as you're waiting for the parade to come around, but she's fantastic. Yeah, she, she's great. Those shoes though, walking around in those shoes would be so weird. They're like clown shoes. Did you notice that? I didn't pay attention to her shoes. Her shoes were like, okay, so they were like, I think they were like Mary Jane's. They were red, but then the tips of them were really long. So it was obvious that like they were way longer than her real feet. And I didn't realize that, that her Cruella DeVille had shoes like that, but yeah, they have to be uncomfortable to yeah. walk in. Uh, another couple interesting takeaways from character meet and greets so one is kind of sticking with cruella and i noticed this when we saw loki over in avengers campus they very frequently are the same person every time we saw cruella it was the same Mm -hmm. person the loki that was there was the same loki we saw five or six years ago yeah it was crazy i think that's interesting because you're in california you're in la i'm sure they have a lot of people who are actors who do this as either a side thing while they're trying to get work or, you know, this is what they kind of do 
you know, full time. And so you have that consistency. Whereas I feel like at Walt Disney World, it is people in the college program. There's a lot of turnover. And so you could see Snow White and, you know, over three days and it's maybe three different people. But every time we saw Cruella, it was the same person. And that consistency, again, is not something you're used to. And it, and you, you don't think about it until after a while. You're like, well, that's the same person here. Like, it's it's really her. When mm-hmm. I saw Loki, it's like, that's the same Loki from it was that was from years ago. I mean, when we it was a different Okoye from right, when we went before. Right. Um, by the way, man, even that that's not new, but that show it makes me tear up every time. It's a great show. Oh my gosh, I just love how commanding they are. They just, I don't know. Be, I feel like I'm in the presence of royalty. I don't know what else to say. They're the royal guards. I They're mean, you are. amazing. I, we need that show. Like I'm literally like tearing up talking about it. I just I love that show. It's amazing. Anyway, make Wakanda in Epcot. Make that a, a oh pavilion. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. That, there was talk of that. But the other thing I wanted to mention, since we're talking about Avengers Campus, we did the Iron Man uh, interaction. Now, a pro tip: speaking of the Dora show and Okoye, the uh, the pro tip: we were in line for Iron Man like right before the show. And we said, hey, can we come in and get a photo? And they said, yeah, no problem. But you may just have to go to the side because the door are going to be coming through, which you basically get a front row seat to them because you're like inside the line. So the, the pro tip is go try to get a picture with whatever characters out there, like right before the show's happening. And then they'll come right past you. And nobody's and, in front of you. And hope that they don't take your picture quick. We we didn't get a chance to stay there. No, but we during... walked right over. We were still right in the front because yeah, we, we got our picture taken. And they said, you know, hurry up, just go to the other side of the road. But we were right in front. There was nobody in front of us. So it was like a great view of seeing them come through. But the other thing is with Iron Man. This was the first time I actually really got to take my picture with Iron Man and go like see him. Obviously, he has a mask on, but he's talking like Iron Man. It's so quick, his response. And it's not like there may be canned responses, but it seems so much more advanced than what you have with like the Stormtroopers or Kylo Ren over in Galaxy's Edge. Now, we didn't get to see any Stormtroopers in Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, so I don't know if they're comparable. But if you've ever seen the Stormtroopers in Galaxy's Edge, like they have to make hand motions. And that's kind of how their sound works. And they have limited phrasing. I mean, Iron Man was just going back and forth. He asked me a question. I answered. He had a response immediately. It wasn't if he had time to do some sort of hand motions or get something going. It, he was just incredible at it. But it seems like they're so much more advanced. And even at Universal, the Transformers over there, they have they seem like they can say whatever they want. Whereas at Universal Orlando, again, they seem to be like canned responses. So that's something that's always kind of fascinated me because I knew about the Transformers. But Iron Man kind of blew me away, and I'm like why you're the same company but it seems like in california all the theme parks have much better technology for these meet and greets than they do in orlando yeah i'm trying to even remember what you said to him it was something about well he was asking me he said who's your favorite avenger and i said iron man he's like great answer now why um you know what like what do you like about me like what is it i said oh it's the the tech billionaire and he immediately said you're hired but like he responded so quick like i said iron man and he immediately said good answer it wasn't like it wasn't like he paused and then you know waited to see what I said. And then I said, "Oh, it's the tech genius, you know, that I love about you." And he immediately said, "Like you're hired. When can you start?" Like that that quick of just having a normal conversation with somebody. So it it was really well done. Um, again, just a, another thing that I picked up on. A couple other things, you know, I like the. I don't know if they're doing this at Walt Disney World. We'll have to check when we go in a couple of weeks. But they now have, instead of like where people are from, their favorite character on their name oh, tag. Oh, I love that. And that was great because that, that makes a nice little icebreaker to talk to cast members. Yeah. I mean, I because I'm incredibly awkward, there were a couple times where I just looked at somebody and was like, oh, that's a great choice. And they were probably like, what, my outfit, my face, my makeup? Yeah, I think someone forgot at, at some yeah, point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that they do. But it was just really, really funny how they... Um, like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was a fun way to interact with them. And I, I kind of found myself speaking to the cast members just to try to start conversation more than I would normally um, about what their choice was. And then do you want to mention the pins? Cause it felt like the pin game was very strong. Oh, at Disneyland. The pin game was so strong. I don't know if they have like 
they just pumped out a whole bunch of new pins or what. You know, I usually struggle to find a pin or I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I should get that. I literally walked into the one pin store and I wasn't even planning on buying a pin. I was just like, oh, I'll just look around. I grabbed four, literally four pins. Went in just saying like, hey, let's look at this yeah. place. Walked out with four pins. Yeah. Well, there were, I mean, anytime there's a scar pin, if it's reasonably good, I get it. Well, there were two scar pins. So there was one with like, it was just him like kind of crouched over with um, Zazu like there's a separate pin that has Zazu in the bone cage. And I was like, got to get this. Then there was one of Scar walking through the green smoke. Got to get this. And then there was a Simba eating um, Simba eating bugs, which uh, is so cute. So I had to get that. So I was like, okay, they can't be any more good like Lion King ones. Well, then and I then see, you look Brother Bear. Then I see Coda from Brother Bear. And he's one of the ones that like his head Prob- probably shape, one like, of goes your back and forth. top disney movies of all time yeah probably although and we were t- we've been talking about brother bear we have i too. actually watched Butter- brother bear 2 on the way right to california yeah, so we were kind of talking about it and joking about it and then there you go there's a brother bear pin and it's cool because his head moves yeah he, it, it, it goes like, back shakes, and forth yeah. so i have to find a place for them now or buy a pin board or something because i have way too many pins yeah but they they did the pins the pins seem really good yeah, they e- were so good e- even like some of the other ones um were ones that i had not seen before so yeah either they've gotten like a bunch of new pins in finally or um, california has yeah, better or pins. california has better pins. i feel that i sure. felt that way about france as well france had france really had good really pins. big pins mm-hmm. that's like france's pins were huge and it was a lot of really interesting stuff that you don't see whereas like even in, in Disneyland, like these pins, they were Lion King pins. They were Brother yeah, Bear, yeah. like their properties. Where, as in France, it was a lot of stuff of like, we're putting Disney characters in our rides. So it was like Goofy or Chippendale in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, or you Goofy, got Goofy uh, like holding a lantern, right? From the Haunted yeah, Mansion. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, or, you know, they're putting them in the ride. So it's stuff you don't typically see. Yeah, I'm going to so. steal that pin from you. <laughs> I mean, you steal most of my <laughs> pins, so it's, it's all right. No, you just don't have any good pins. But I will still that steal that yeah, one. You, you take all. I don't have any good ones because if it's a good one, you take it and it just magically disappears. So, all right. Uh, the, the last kind of thing is a general impression, and this will roll into kind of our next section here, talking about food. But the meals I feel like are just much more relaxed there. Like I feel like at Disney World, because there's so many people there, they're trying to turn the tables over in a certain amount of time. So it's like you get in especially at sit down, you get in, you have your hour and they're trying to get you out because they have so many other people with reservations. They don't have time to linger where we, we had a couple sit down meals at Disneyland and I never felt rushed. It felt like you could just kind of take your time, have a leisurely meal, very relaxed, which again is not something you think about when you're at a Disney park. You think, hey, they're just trying to get me through here as quick as possible. Now, do you think that that's a real difference or perceived difference because we were with other people? No, I think it's a real difference because, I mean, even just like the servers coming back, like it would be like a normal restaurant. I mean, if you go to Disney World, Again, they're trying to get you through. Like, if you got to be your guest, it's how quickly can we get you through here? Because, you know, they have to get every table turned over in an hour. Like, they have metrics to hit because they have their book solid, you know, the whole day. And if they don't turn you over fast enough, people are going to be behind. So, it, 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 I don't think it was perceived. I think it, it really was. They're just, there's less people there. Again, it's a lot of locals. There's not as much. I think demand for these reservations that like people, because people are going there a lot. So it's not like, again, at Walt Disney world where everybody's coming there. Everybody has to eat on property because they can't go home and eat at night. Like you, you have some more flexibility there. So let's talk about some of the places we ate. So one of the, the highlights, uh, the sit down restaurant we went to was the lamplight lounge. We went there for brunch. As you said, we were there with some friends um, who go to Disneyland often. So they recommended yeah. Some good places to yeah, eat. Yeah, Jennifer had some some great suggestions. Yeah, so Lamplight was one of them. That was our first time there. Uh, it was for brunch. Really nice. We sat right on the water there in DCA, right by the Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Mimosa flight. Yeah. I think that, that was really good. I really liked it. I got the French toast, and then you had the avocado toast. Right. Yeah. So I had, um, yeah, I had the, they have a New York avocado toast, and I ordered it without steak, which really seemed to confuse the person and then they ended up just basically doing some sort of other thing so i yeah, don't they know basically, was, they basically were like well that one comes with steak because you wanted something different like you wanted the plant-based chorizo and they said well 
I could just give you the avocado toast and add the chorizo because the chorizo is free, which makes no sense. I've never heard anybody I, say something's free at a so Disney park. Weird. But they're like, but yeah, I, I don't know that I can sub out the steak for the chorizo. Anyway, you got you're gonna and he, then the person said you're gonna get charged for the steak, but I can put it on the side and somebody else can have it. And I was kind of like, well, the whole reason why I don't want it is I try yeah. not to eat cow. So at I, the end of the yeah. day, you got avocado toast, plant based chorizo, and it was the exact same price as the avocado toast. I don't so, think I ever got the chorizo actually. Oh really? Uh-uh. Okay, well whatever. It all it we didn't pay any extra. It all seemed to work out in the end. I don't know. Um, but maybe yeah. it was because we were slightly intoxicated. <laughs> with the, with the mimosas, the mimosas were good. It was a flight of five. Yeah, mimosas? Uh, four. Um, I think you liked the watermelon one. The watermelon one was really good. The one that I didn't like was the one with ginger in it because I'm very picky about ginger. Um, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. But I think I thought the rest of them were really tasty. There was one that had some sort of citrus in it, and that one was my favorite. Yeah, the I got the French toast. It was nice because it was it was brunch, so it was like a breakfast. So not only did you get French toast. Um, but you got like potatoes and bacon. So it was a little bit more of a substantial breakfast there. So, you know, good value for the money. But yeah, definitely would eat at Lamplight again. Good atmosphere, uh, good food. We also, because um, our friends are Magic Key holders, we got to eat at the Magic Key Terrace. Yeah, they hooked us up. Um, so that that's nice. You can only eat there if you're a Magic Key holder. I got the, uh, the steak and potatoes, um, which I thought was really good. And then I think I got Did the, the flatbread or something. Yeah, I got the Impossible Sicilian meatball flatbread, which was quite delicious. I I I don't know why I didn't think it was going to be like a pizza coming out, but it wasn't what I expected. But it was it was really good. Yeah, I I thought Magic Key Terrace was good. I like Lamplight better. I thought that was the better of the two. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, and that makes sense. And I, just in terms of like atmosphere and feeling, like we didn't have a great seat at magic key terrace <laughs> like we we couldn't really like well, see as much i was gonna say we were on the one side and then was there was like another blocked. side and our friend made a comment about oh we always get seated on this side it yeah. was pretty funny yeah but but definitely would would go back to lamplight obviously i can't go to magic key ourselves because we don't have a magic <laughs> key but but definitely would go yeah. back to lamplight well yeah exactly um but so those are our, our two uh sit down uh table service restaurants i will say i ate at uh flo's uh Flo's filet. <laughs> Longhorn. You're in a Longhorn Steakhouse now. Flo's V8 Cafe over in Cars Land. I got that Turkey Club, which was surprisingly really good. It was Turkey Club and fries. They had really good fries. I thought that was a, a great meal, if that's something you're looking for. You got the Chicken Fenders, which is their, their little play on Chicken Tenders, which was a kid's meal. And it, was, yeah. it was only $8. And you got Chicken Tenders. I think you got like a... I got a cutie. A cutie. Because that was a, kind of a joke. Um, <laughs> and I, you got like a drink. You got a drink with that too. There's something else. I feel like you got fries or something. Did I get carrots? I don't yeah, know. It was something. But for 8 bucks, it was yeah, a pretty it good was, deal. Yeah, it was good. I mean, the Chicken Tenders were mediocre. Um I think that I always build up in my mind how good chicken tenders are. And then anytime I actually order them, I'm like, this is kind of a disappointment, but they were, they were fine. And then I also, I don't remember where I got it, but I got the, it was like a vegetarian bon mi sandwich. Oh yeah. That was, I, I can't remember the name of it, but that's right in the Pacific wharf area in uh, DCA. Yeah. Cause it's we got one that those, right before our world of wonders, world of color, world yeah. of color. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, there's like two restaurants there. You got it from one of, one of those. I mixed there. up the, the cave of wonders yeah. with <laughs> world of color. Yeah. But, but you like, you like the balmy though? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect, but it was good. And I, we were eating, I think a little bit later, so I was hungry. So I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. And then we also tried the 100th anniversary watermelon cotton candy mimosa this very instagrammable drink i, I just know, saw i don't know that the magical millennial though. the magical millennial literally just talked about it yeah, on her page I mean, it's not like it's when you think of instagrammable like those like desserts and stuff they have it's not like that it's blue yeah. and it comes, it comes in a in glass a nice, that is yeah, like flute. ombre basically yeah. i mean it's silver kind of at the bottom and it fades up to clear so the drink itself looks like it's ombre it's not 
I'm gonna be honest here. I didn't realize you got to keep the glass. It was nineteen dollars. I'm thinking like, wow, this is pretty steep for a drink, but it's alcohol, so maybe that makes sense. And then I was gonna be like, okay, we can throw this glass away. And I was like, was plastic. no. You're like, no, you keep that. I was like, oh, this makes a little bit more sense. I felt like, wow, this is a great value. And it made now. it home. I'm getting a, a free glass. It's not made of glass. It's like a plastic. Yeah, but, but it's I, a nice little flute. It says like Disney 100 on it. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, it's I, not that great. The drink itself was, I, in my opinion, not good. Way too sweet. I didn't like it. I, I really didn't get cotton candy. I would. I got no cotton candy at all. And I, again, I, I hear people talk about how they get the taste of cotton candy in that. I, I got none again, of it. You would have thought again, to be more Instagrammable that it would be a watermelon mimosa topped with sparkly cotton candy, because now yeah. that becomes Instagrammable. Now you have cotton candy and watermelon mimosa. That kind of seems like what it should be like. Yeah, um, I don't know. But it, it's, not, but it it's just, 19 bucks if you want it. You do get a, a cool little plastic flute, though. So You do. You do. I mean, I'm glad I tried it. I think I would have regretted not trying it, but it wasn't really worth $19. One final food thing really quick here before we get into some more of like the 100th anniversary stuff. We had a Mickey bar out there. Mickey oh. bars are so much better at Disneyland. I put a poll 100%. out on Instagram and asked which Mickey bars you like better, Disney World or Disneyland. 80% of you said Disney World. You guys are all crazy. Well, listen, I think I'm going to speak for them just a little bit. And maybe this is why. One of two reasons. I know one, what you're going to say. And I'll have a rebuttal to it once you're done. Go ahead. I was going to say that because they are they're kept on ice, um, they're kept on dry ice. So they're very, very hard. And they're very, very cold when you get them. That when you bite into them, they're actually very cold and you can't eat them at first and i could see people not enjoying how cold it is and it might actually cause them pain on their teeth well they tell you to wait so that's your fault there but okay what's your other reason because that's not what i thought you were gonna say no my other reason was that they just didn't they've never had a mickey bar at disneyland okay that's what i thought you were gonna say and my response to that is the question was which one's better if you've never had both of them you should have recused yourself from voting (laughs) And not voted. But yeah, 80% of the people, which I was surprised it was that overwhelming, said Disney World. You're all crazy. If you've not had a Mickey bar at Disneyland, go have it. You know that scene in Ratatouille when he eats the food <laughs> and he was like taken back to his childhood and it's like a momentous experience to him. It's an out-of-body experience. That's what eating a Mickey bar at Disneyland is like. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is different. And it tastes, it, for some reason, it's different. Being you colder, make it sound bad. It's incredible. No, it's amazing. It, somehow it being colder makes it better. I it will. Ta- s- it tastes different. Like it tastes creamier and smoother and just more magical all around. Yeah, it, it is better. Now, I will say, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, I also had to get a churro. It was a churro. I didn't think it was super superior to anything that. They are better, though, than Disney World's, unless you're at Nomad Lounge. Nomad, Nomad Lounge has good churros. Yeah, I will the, say. The problem with Disney World. That's what World, I compare them to. Yeah, right. When Nomad Lounge is very good because they're made fresh. The problem at Disney World is you make the churros, they're sitting out there. It is so humid in Florida, they get soggy and they don't stay crisp. Whereas Nomad Lounge, they're fresh. So that's kind of why they're more comparable to Disney World. Okay. Churros. All right. So maybe I need to recuse myself from that vote. Exactly. You need. <laughs> I'm going to make you eat a churro at Disney World and then you can you can actually compare it so i will say when i'm in the park and i'm wanting to eat something i, I can't say it's really a churro i used to like love it but now i'm just kind of like not over something it. you go to yeah. yeah all right moving on to some of the other 100th celebration stuff so we got to go on the celebrating 100 tour which this is a new tour that disney has that takes you through the parks to tell you about some of the history of 100 years of the Walt Disney Company and how how that ties into the parks because even though the parks have not been around for 100 years, you also get to do a session at the Animation Academy. The nice thing about that is you get to go in about 15 minutes early and have a discussion with the animator. They walk you through the different eras of Disney animation. You can ask them questions, which is nice to be able to talk to them there. And then you get to do like a special Disney character that they pick kind of depending on what you want to do. And then you also get uh, like a a special pin, a little snack, and then reserve seating for the magic happens parade, which is really nice. So you can just, yeah. I feel like that part was worth its weight in gold just because we got to be in that center part as soon as you go past the train station. And so we had really great viewing for the parade and the, and nobody's the marching in front band. Of you. Yeah, yeah, and the marching in band stopped oh, and right. performed. Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno right in front of us, and it was spectacular. Like, does Disney World have a marching band like that? 
Yeah, I don't know that they have a band. Yeah, because they typically have um, like the schools and stuff. Anytime like they do like the marching bands, like schools will come there. Yeah, yeah I don't know that they have like a Disney World band. Well, like they listen, do they are missing out because the Disneyland yeah, band was spectacular. Like I can't. I I know that I know that our band teacher listens to us, but I can't say that like band music like really gets me excited. But oh my gosh, maybe it does, and I just didn't know. I have a secret love because the Disneyland band was so animated and they were so good and they were I think it was because they were playing a song that I'm very familiar with and I just thoroughly enjoyed it so Disney World needs to get it if they don't have one yeah and that kicks off like you said the magic happens parade which was this was our first time seeing that parade it was great to have that reserved seating we didn't have to worry about people in front of us we could kind of sit until the parade came it was really nice phenomenal phenomenal parade the frozen float is massive I was amazed by how big these parade floats are it snows the Moana float has screens on it that make it look like water I could not believe the scale and the detail of these um, parade floats absolutely phenomenal loved it great music songs in it Um, it was very interesting because incredible they had a theme but then they used like kind of almost the background of that theme and then worked the songs from the different characters into it so you know each one had a song from their movie and yeah but that that frozen float was incredible the first because we kind of caught your favorite float absolutely Without a doubt, because not the Mo- the Moana float was no. amazing. With- you were so impressed by the screens. I thought they were blurry. I didn't like it. It was that supposed much. to be because it, it was kind of water. Well, the thing too about it is, is like some of them have multiple floats. Like Moana had two floats. It was Moana on one, Maui on the other. It had Hey Hey in the middle. I mean, there there's a lot going on. And the Coco the co- float, the the Kakamora after them. Yeah, the Coco float was incredible too. That. That one might even be my favorite because it has that flower bridge and then uh, Dante, the dog, he, he jumps and then oh, he turns yeah. into that his was other really character. Cool. They, I mean, I, they all were amazing. I think it's just because I love the movie Frozen 2 so much that I I really loved seeing like the forest in the beginning and it had beautiful fall oh, foliage. Yeah, right. yeah. And then you had the horse on it as well. Um, I can't remember what the horse's name is, but the ice horse and I believe it's oh. <laughs> Anna and Elsa were on it. It was just really cool. Um, unfortunately, and I can't remember what this thing is called, they told us, but that um, really awesome thing that goes with Coco that. Like the dragon. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like that really colorful animal that kind of has the ram horns. That wasn't working for us, so we didn't get to see it. And we actually saw the parade that's a like couple a puppet. times. Yeah, that's yeah, like a, a puppet big that puppet. walks behind it. Yeah, that we And it that. wasn't working. We asked. We asked our um, our tour, tour guide, guide about yeah. it, and she said, "Yeah, like it stopped working a couple of days ago, and last time it was, you know, it was it was gone for like a month. So hopefully, when we go back in January, they have it working because I'd love to see it." Yeah, and and jumping back to the tour real quick, so our tour guide was Mackenzie. She was great. A lot of really good history mm-hmm. um, about the parks. You know, I, I never really thought about it because they, they play songs as you kind of walk around that kind of lead you into the next point oh, you're going to talk about. Oh, I loved that. And yeah. we started in Disneyland and, and we kind of went over to DCA and they talked about we're going to, you know, head west to follow in Walt's California Adventure. And I never thought of that. I don't know if that's why the park is named that, but I never thought about that, that Walt did go on a California adventure yeah. to start Disneyland. And so like that kind of clicked to me and I thought that was really interesting. The other thing, and this is not related specifically to the tour, um, but our tour guide Mackenzie was talking about this, that the guides go through four days of training to be a tour guide for each individual tour. So she had to do four days of training to do this tour, and then she's going to be training for one of the other tours and has to go through another four days of training, which I think is pretty intense for a two hour tour that you go through four days of training, learning all this knowledge. And then you have to give a tour for cast members can just sign up for free because they're kind of like Guinea pigs. And then you give a tour for them. And if you pass that, then you can do it. But I I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I, I could see, so I don't see a whole lot of older plaids in the parks, but man, I would kind of like to be a plaid whenever I retire from teaching, because I feel like that is something that, I would enjoy doing. Yeah. The other thing is you cannot get hired directly into that position. You have to start yeah, somewhere, start somewhere else. else. So she started in merch 
And then once it opens up, you can kind of move in there. But yeah, great, great tour. I don't know how long they're going to be running that for. Um, but if you're going, definitely recommend it. Um, the other new things, not specifically 100 related, but they were new nighttime shows was Wondrous Journeys over at Disneyland and World of Color 1, which is the updated World of Color over in DCA. Both were great. Wondrous Journeys has an incredible song. Uh, very much like Happily Ever After Walt yes, Disney World, which yes. makes you wonder how do they really screw good. up Enchantment so bad <laughs> because it, it does really good. I will say, you know, with Disneyland and Wondrous Journeys, the castle being smaller does make it harder to see the projections, yes. but they do the same projections on Main Street so you can see them there. And Baymax flying over the castle was a be little careful bit, what you say here. It was a little shaky. Some people um, are going to be mad at you. Yeah. I, I mean, it was cool, but I feel like it's not the best effect in the world. Well, I'll I feel like that. we, the lighting on that day, because I feel like I've seen it before where you can't see the wire very clearly. Like when we, when we saw it, I don't know what it was, the lighting, whatever, but we could see the wire so clearly. Yeah, that it, it, it didn't, looked a little bit like jerky too. Like it was kind of like struggling to go where it needed to go. So I just maybe feel like, yeah, maybe we saw it on a bad night. I mean, overall, it's, it's cool to see Baymax flying, but like, I just yeah, feel like the a, effect wasn't we that had great. Good, we had a good view. Um, we were talking with our friend about, we love trees, but man, cut those trees down. Like The yeah, you, castle is not very lines, yeah. big, and so the trees in front of it make the castle look even smaller. Coming from Disney World, you're like, dude, that, again, you're kind of always like, that's the castle. Um and so if they cut those trees down, it would help one open up more viewing for more people to see the show. And then two, it just, I don't know, those, again, they kind of mess with the illusion of that being a castle and they mess with the force perspective. So yeah. Um, but it was cool. I felt like also the other thing, I don't know if it's the coloring of the castle or maybe like the depth of some of the, uh, like like some of the architecture on the castle. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of layers to that castle because it's so short. Oh, it's see, no, I felt the opposite. So I felt like it. the screen, maybe it was just because this, the castle itself was so small that I was actually at times having a hard time making out what the projection actually was. Like well, that's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of depth in the castle to have different levels of projections. Whereas like at Walt Disney World, as it kind of goes up, you know, the castle recesses so you can have depth in the projections. It's like much flatter at, at Disneyland, which I think makes it all kind of blend in together a little bit. Okay. I, yeah. I was going with the castle at Disney world has to be flat. I mean, it doesn't appear to be flatter, but it no. has to be, or, or maybe just that projector is better. Something about it. It's just way more crisp on the Disney world castle. And I, I, that was my one critique about that show is just that there were times where I was like, what, what is that? I know I should know what that is. I know what the color scheme is, but I'm actually having a hard time figuring out what the characters are. It took me a little longer than it should. But that song sticks with you. I mean, that, that song is a bop. It's great. It kind of sticks with you uh, after the show. So that is definitely good. World of Color 1, which is, again, world, it's World of Color with 1. It's slightly different. But that lived up to the hype. World of Color has been around for a while. Everybody talks about that's one of the best nighttime shows Disney's ever done. Every time we've gone, it's been broken um, before. So we finally got to see it this time. We had so much fun. I loved it. It lived up to the hype. I'm really glad we went with people who told us there's like a splash zone in this. They're mm -hmm. like, you know, if you want to stand up close and get a good view, you are going to get wet. And we're like, okay, we can get a little bit wet. We well, got they, soaked. It was like it was raining the I whole I was going to say, they, they directed us well because I think if we would have been in the next section up, it would have we would have been completely like we jumped in a pool. I don't know how but... it could have been worse. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like it rained. And we're like, okay, you get a little bit wet. I don't know if the wind was blowing differently that day because they said we've never gotten this wet seeing this show but basically the water just went up and it kept falling down <laughs> like it was raining on us and it was not warm in california it no, was probably it was like not. 60 that night we did not have rain jackets on us i tried to protect you and i thought i was doing a great job <laughs> i'm like i got you i'm getting wet you're not after the show's over i said okay let's go and i looked at you and you're soaking wet i was like did i even do anything or did i hurt 
you know, was I doing more harm than good on this? Well, but luckily, it was it was so worth it though. So I had the foresight. I was very smart. I'm proud of this. So I'm going to brag a little bit. I had the foresight. We went. I was freezing. Didn't bring something with me. So we went to a store. Hold and on. You Hold got on. something very for- special. This isn't foresight. This is you wanting to buy Disney merch. This is the game you play. I'm, it's going to be kind of cold. I'm not going to bring a jacket so I can go, I'm cold. I need to go buy some sort of sweatshirt or something. I played the fifth. So, so I can get it. Now it worked out. You couldn't find anything quick enough. And I said, Angela, I've been looking at this spirit jersey. I'll just buy it. You can wear it. And then you know, I'll have it because I was going to. I was kind of looking at it. I'll just get it. So I ended up getting a spirit jersey out of it. So it did work out for me in this instance. Yeah. You had something to kind of like keep you warm. Well, it was nice though because I took it, I put it on, and then when the show started, I actually took it. and Took I, it off. I tucked it in the back of my pants. So, so my body was kind of shielding it. And then afterward, I was able to put it over top and yeah, I, so it kept me dry. a lot warmer. Yeah. So any, any Disney World fans who are going to Disneyland for the first time and you want to see World of Color, just know... If you get the virtual queue and you're up close, you will get wet. There are like signs, but like you will get wet. So or, or, be prepared. You know, my husband over here mentioned ponchos. I thought he would have packed the ponchos. But we, had, we had rain jackets. We just didn't have them on us. Uh-huh. I thought that was good enough. But whatever. It all worked out in the end. But definitely it's worth it. I think come prepared to get wet, but stand up close because it's a great show. And it, it, it definitely is one of the best shows they've done. Again, why didn't they do this at Epcot? Like it's so it's so weird that you have two new nighttime shows, and World of Color again. It's an existing show, but it's an update. You have t- so two ish new shows at Disneyland, uh, and they're both great. You have a great song, and you have great use of uh, you know water screens and things. Uh, and then over at Walt Disney World, Enchantment, so so not that great of a song. And then over in Epcot, where you have a giant lagoon where you could do water screens, they're like, no, let's put in these permanent barge screens that nobody can see. I think that's what they should do at Epcot. They should do basically World of Color and do like four of them all around the lagoon. So no matter where you're looking from, you have a perfect view of it um, because it's a great show and I think people would like it and I think it would be even better over in Epcot. Yeah, I agree with that completely. One thing that I kind of want to do a couple ride comparisons so I, I do want to hold off on that. I was thinking about doing ride comparisons, but we are planning to go to Walt Disney World in a couple of weeks here. So I think this is going to be a little bit of a tease. I think we hold off and we wait a couple of weeks and then we come back because we will have actually ridden these rides within a few weeks of each other, which I think is the closest we've ever ridden the rides on either coast. So they'll be fresh in our minds. And I think that's when we come back with the ride comparisons. Okay. I mean, I know one is just an absolute, like it's, it's a slaughter. Like all right. So what's what's your one? Indy. Indy. Indy is much better than dinosaur. We will yes. get into this. We will get into this later. But yeah, I think we come back with ride comparisons in a few weeks. So make sure you subscribe. So you're so you're here for that episode. All right. <laughs> it's a good tease. This is this is good. This is professional podcasting right here. <laughs> all right. So moving on to some of like the new stuff we've done. So we've been to Disneyland. I think this was our third time we've been there. Um, so obviously we've not had a chance to do everything. So one of the things like I mentioned earlier was Genie Plus. This is something that obviously isn't exclusive to Disneyland, but it's not something we've done at Disney World. It works a little bit differently at Disneyland. And I actually really liked it. So the day we went, and used it. It was $25 a person. There's there's flexible pricing. But you, it includes all of your PhotoPass photos, which Disney World does not yes, do. Yes, that was so really nice. It's worth it right there because at Disney World, if you want one day of PhotoPass photos, I think it's $70. So for us to both have Genie Plus, it was 50 So basically less than we would pay for all of our PhotoPass photos for one day at Disney World. Uh, it is also a little bit different because you have to be in the park in order to purchase it. And you have to be scanned in the park. You can't even be through security standing there, you actually have to scan in before it'll let you buy it. But it, it really worked out for us because you know you can book a Lightning Lane experience every two hours on there. It did take me uh, some time, and, and so I do see where it's, it's confusing for people because I had a hard time initially figuring out how do I book these experiences. Like when you come on, it says, okay, what park are you in? What do you want to ride? And then you, you, know, you give it options, and then it says, okay, you know, here's some lightning lanes available and you can pick one. I think initially you can kind of pick two because I was able to pick two pretty quickly. But then after that, I'm like, okay, it's two hours. I got to do my other one. I'm like, how do I get back to that screen where I can see the lightning lanes? You, you have to 
Um, I, I don't even know how to explain where to get into it, but it's not like on the front page when you go into your Genie Plus planning, you have to like go a screen into it. So it, it, it did take me a minute to kind of figure that out. But once I did, I was good. Well, I'm glad you were doing it and not me because I would probably have been panicking. Yeah, because after I was like, I, I don't know what to do. We're not going to get any more lightning lanes. But we ended up getting six rides out of this, which I thought was really good because mm-hmm. you know the old Fast Pass used at Disney World, you, know, you could get three. At Disneyland Max Pass, you could get a lot of rides with that. So it seems to be pretty um, equivalent to that. But we were able to get uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Indy, uh, The Incredicoaster, Smuggler's Run, uh, and Haunted Mansion. We could have gotten another one because we had time um, at the end of our night to do one more, but we we decided to go back because we kind of had an early day the next day. Yeah, did we never... We didn't go to Smuggler's Run, did we? Did we ride that? No, we didn't ride Smuggler's Run. So we booked that one. Um, and w- again, we could have booked another one, which basically would have been our last one of the night. But it had been a pretty long day, and we had our uh, catch a flight like really early in the morning the next day. So we kind of went back. So yeah, we ended up getting six. We could have gotten seven. So again, for 25 bucks, all of your photos, 50 for the two of us, all of your photos, and then six could have gotten seven rides. I think it was, was pretty good. Yeah, I think it was really worth it. Um, you know, I wouldn't say any of the days that the crowds were light. So we would have probably waited. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to ride as nearly as much as um, we, we were able to do. So, I mean, we got to go back on some rides that we'd gone on before. We got to go back on Indy. We got to go back on Mission Breakout. Um, those are my probably two favorite rides And those there. are two of the longer waits. Exactly, So, yeah, yeah I mean, that definitely saving a lot of time. But the other nice thing was... Because we didn't have to wait, you know, an hour or whatever for Indy, an hour for Guardians, and, and we could ride all this other stuff. We had time to go do some of the other ancillary rides and things that we have not had a chance to do. Because if you're going, you're like, I want to ride the Matterhorn. I want to ride Guardians. And you're spending a couple hours waiting in line. You don't have time to go um, do like the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail over at DCA, oh which was the first time I we did that. this. That's something that you'd be like, ah, oh, I can skip that. And we've never done that before, but we had time to go do that. And that was a really cool thing to see. Again, not something you're typically seeing at a Disney park. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, there are cargo nets that you can cl- like climb up, walk up, and you get some interesting views of the park. Um, I believe Raya is over there sometimes. We didn't, meet we greet, didn't yeah. um, stick around for that, but... Yeah, she's over there sometimes. It was just a really cool area. I mean, it teaches you about like California's wildlife. Like, right. like you're and, going on this and trail, I, and there's little plaques that tell you about the redwoods and about the wildlife and, and things. And over about there. the the um the like Native American people that are there as well, which I also appreciated, and some of their like the the mythology behind some of the animals and how they came to be. It's really interesting. And then there was also like fun stuff for you know, the kids or adults that are Yeah, still adults children. could do it. They had like they the, slides the wood and, bridges, like you said, the cargo uh, nets and stuff. Yeah, yeah we it was a lot a of fun. Time. A lot of fun. And uh, then we also did the canoes. Yeah, the canoes was another one we got to do, which was something, uh, again, that you could easily skip. It's not a long line, but if you're you know waiting in line for other stuff, that might be something you cut. But it was a lot of fun. Jeffrey was our guide. He was hilarious. Yes. I think he did a great job of making like wise remarks you know, a little jungle cruisy-esque in some of the humor yes there. a lot of like jungle cruise type humor but i hadn't heard it a lot so it was really it was really fun and i enjoyed like you know his coaching of like hey make this sound like it's really fun so that the lines go down <laughs> that's the thing it's like you're i mean you're actually rowing this canoe you and you know 20 other people are actually rowing this canoe uh, around the river and that's what yeah he's like trying to get us hyped up he's like all right we're, we're turning the corner people are going to see us now like start cheering and we're like yeah yeah we're like getting really hyped and like screaming at people and people are looking at us like what are you guys doing over there because <laughs> we were one of the louder canoes but uh yeah that was a lot of fun i i would uh i would do it again i would he you know he made a joke all right now come back and you gotta do the other side to kind of get an even I mean, workout it's true because yeah. yeah we were i was on the left side you were on the right side and now and then whenever i got back i was like uh-oh maybe i need to go go back and get the other side because yeah, it's it's really not that bad like if you're somebody it's like i don't know that's gonna be tiring it's gonna be hard i mean it it took maybe 10 15 minutes it's not that strenuous i mean obviously it's not as easy as just sitting around but there's so many people in that boat that it's not like you're gonna be like super tired or get like I didn't get like super sweaty, you know, like rowing. It's not like you're going out and doing I like a spin class or something. I imagine if it would have been hot, 
it might have made yeah, you it would be hotter. a little bit worse but what I, I think my point is it's not like you're going to the gym and like doing a spin class or running or something you know no. it's it's not miserable it's still an enjoyable experience and it's you know it's not too you're bad, not so. moving at a breakneck pace exactly right exactly yeah yes. it's, it's a pretty comfortable pace so yeah it, it was it was pretty cool i wanted to get a tom sawyer, sawyer island but we kind of ran out of time yeah, we for didn't that. Get a chance to do so that. we'll maybe do that when we go again but the other thing that we did with our friends uh, they they made sure that we rode luigi's rollican roadsters which we'd kind of seen this before i don't even think i knew where the line was like to get on it. I had no it. idea. I knew the attraction existed. I knew you a little bit about it. You see it when you're walking through the path in right. Cars Land. And, and, and we, I think we've talked about it in the past because it is a trackless ride. It uses trackless yeah. ride technology. But I had no idea that the line was in the building there. Like when they were, wa- they're like, all right, let's go. And I'm walking over to where you can see the attraction. And they're like, no, it's in this building. So yeah, I would have never found that. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, I felt at home. Like I was at like, the Olive Garden or something because they were playing like when the moon hits your eye. <laughs> so like I'm like oh okay, um, but we there's certain songs you can get just kind of like that gets intense though at the end. Yeah, it was I mean fun. It, it seems it seems like it's oh this is a nice like little family friendly ride. At the end we were pulling some G forces in those spins. <laughs> well, Luigi okay. starts turning. Okay, I mean I I wouldn't say it was bad because as a person who gets like you know. Um, motion oh, I mean it was like five seconds but yeah, yeah. that did not make me but Ill. It, was, it was surprising though because I mean it you're doing fun. like a little cor- you know organized dance uh it's all coordinated and then at the end you're just like you do a couple spins and I'm like whoa what happened and then it's over it's like kind of intense it's it's a good little thrill yeah I enjoyed it I would ride that again yeah that's a lot of fun we also did the uh Pixar pal around the Ferris wheel we were not crazy and didn't do the swinging ones nope, no was way not getting on those no way no how um but we got on the fixed ones as a Ferris wheel great views though from yes. up there oh and it was fun they were they were testing the fountains from yeah, I don't know what they were doing but they were know. they were raising them out of the water no no the water level was getting <laughs> that's what obviously I thought Joe, that Joe is Joe is very very smart I was convinced but for a second he was second. convinced that the water level went up and I was like no no <laughs> no the fountain yeah so the for world of color yeah they were they were coming out of the water um for whatever reason but yeah great great views we actually you got to see on the top of Grizzly River Run, and you're like, oh, that's a grizzly carved in those rocks. Yep. It's like, well, that makes sense. That's why it's called that, because mm-hmm. we've never ridden that attraction. I don't know if you can see that from on the ride, but it definitely was not warm enough when we went. It didn't get above 70, so I was not getting on a water ride no way. You know, to ride it. It's kind of like Cali River Rapids, where it's like, we kind of want to ride it, but it's never hot enough at Animal Kingdom. It yep. may finally be hot enough yeah, this time. When we, when we go, I think we might finally be able to Flor- take that one off the list. Florida in July. Um, yeah, we, yeah might- we, we generally avoid Florida yeah, in July. We might be able to pull that one off. But yeah, but it, it was really cool to see the top of that. So uh, yeah, that, that was a really nice one. Again, something we've not had the chance to do. Something you can kind of easily skip, but I would recommend do these things. You know, If you go to Disneyland, do some of that stuff because it is... Yeah, you can ride Big Thunder Mountain, but that's at Walt Disney World. Yes, it's different, obviously, but like do the stuff you can't do everywhere. I mean, that was one of the cool things about Paris was the mazes. It was just like these are just mazes. They're not really <laughs> they like, were amazing. They were. <laughs> but like it's you could kind of just get lost in some of these things at the parks, and it's not something you're used to. And it it does give it a little bit of a different feel for it. And it's kind of like that, like when when Disneyland was built, it wasn't this, you know, huge insane theme park it was somewhat of like a family park with kind of you know toned down attractions and i think you get some of that with a ferris wheel it harkens back to that with the with the redwood creek challenge trail the canoes like it's just some of that stuff of like very basic it has like amusement old charm to exactly it. yeah i felt that way a lot about the park and it's interesting because i think the last you know time we went there I feel like, you know, as we've done this podcast and we've kind of, I've come into a lot of like Disney knowledge, you know, we've, we've gone back and forth. And I think that I really appreciated Disneyland this time when before I think I couldn't stop comparing it to Disney World and you're like, oh, where's Animal Kingdom? Oh, you don't have Epcot. And this time I was able to just kind of settle in and be like, wow, this, this is like the Magic Kingdom, but I actually like it more than the Magic Kingdom. I don't know. It was, it was just really interesting and i i just i really enjoyed it like i it is what i want the magic kingdom to be like i don't know it's it's just it was just so much fun yeah it it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it and it you're right like 
it it had a little bit of a different magic. I feel like it's it's starting to get a special place for me, kind of like Walt Disney World has. Yeah. Like you're, we're starting to get used to what's there, and you, you, the more you're there, you're you're seeing some more of the charms as you can kind of see it, you know, a little bit closer. And again, you're yeah, not just I, there trying to ride, you know, run around ride ride to rides. I know in the past when we've gone and we've done like a a recap of of our trip, I know that I I was definitely really harsh, and I was kind of like, I don't know, man, this isn't as good. But I I. I really, it's just different. It's different. Yeah. It's yeah. comparing apples and oranges. Yep. So I think that it's definitely has a, a special place in my heart. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I'm really excited that we have another trip planned because typically it's it's a few years in between going to Disneyland. So I'm excited to go back there in January, and especially to run the race to see what the run Disney events like. Yeah, over I'm on that curious coast. to see what the differences are because I'm sure there will be. For sure. All right, but that wraps up the show for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye. <laughs>